You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the September Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Imogen. And we're from the Course Report team. So each month we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read and chatted about in the Course Report office. And we round it up and share it with you. And today is actually International Podcast Day. Thanks, Imogen, for the heads up. So it's perfect timing for us to be recording our podcast. And Imogen, what are we going to talk about today on this episode? So today we have some exciting acquisitions and fundraisers to tell you all about. We'll look at which big tech companies are partnering with coding boot camps. And we'll tell you about some free coding boot camps and some new income share agreement options. And then we have some great success stories from Coding Bootcamp graduates, including some awesome women who are doing interesting things. And there was a lot of general kind of advice articles about learning to code that were published around the web in September, but we chose our favorite one to share with you. So stay tuned to find out what that one is. And then, of course, we will look at the ever-continuing debate between college versus coding boot camps, and we'll look at colleges that are launching their own coding boot camps. And, of course, we have a roundup of general coding boot camp updates, new campuses, new coding boot camps, and we'll discuss our favorite articles on the Course Report blog. So let's get started with those acquisitions and fundraisers I mentioned. Liz, what was the biggest news in September? Okay, so the biggest of these fundraisers and acquisitions was definitely Thinkful, which we know is an online boot camp. They were reportedly acquired by Chegg for about $80 million in cash with possible performance-based payments of $20 million. Chegg is an online learning platform. I thought of them as a textbook rental company, but they also have online tutoring, homework help, and mentorship. So this acquisition does make sense. You can see a lot of synergies there. As of January 2018, Thinkful had raised about $16 million in venture capital. Uh, And then in 2017 and 2018, Thinkful started buying other online coding schools like Viking Code School and Block. With this acquisition, Thinkful says that they expect to be able to lower their prices, which was surprising to me. But because Chegg is a publicly traded company, we will actually be able to see how Thinkful does uh, now that it's under the Chegg umbrella. So we'll keep an eye on them. That was a great overview, Liz. That's all very exciting. And speaking of Thinkful, TechCrunch and SC Magazine reported that in September, the online bootcamp suffered a data breach. And Thinkful said an unauthorized third party breached its systems and that they were notifying all users. And TechCrunch mentioned that that Thinkful's soon-to-be parent company, Chegg, also had its own data breach last year. Interesting. Well, okay, so second only to Thinkful in this uh, roundup of news is that Kenzie Academy raised $7.8 million in a Series A fundraise. That was led by venture capital fund Rethink Education. 
Inside Indiana Business reports that Kenzie Academy, which is based in Indianapolis, but of course we know that they're very much online. A lot of people take it online and that they plan to use the funds to expand their tech education to students in the Midwest. Very cool. And then Barcelona-based CodeOp, a bootcamp for women and, tra- and the transgender community, has raised 320,000 euros in seed capital. CodeOp has campuses in Barcelona, Spain, and Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and offers part-time and full-time coding bootcamps with a job guarantee for students. Cool. And finally, according to Ed Surge, Edley has secured a seed round of funding from Mistral Venture Partners. We've talked about Edley in the past because we're always kind of mentioning the proliferation of ISAs, income sharing agreements, but offering that ISA also means that schools are not getting tuition money until you know years down the line. So Tony Wan, the author of this article, explains that, quote, To get capital, some schools have taken a selling ISAs to private investors. Edley provides an online marketplace to facilitate these transactions and essentially offers a way for schools to sell the rights to future ISA repayments to accredited investors in return for money up front. Edley's biggest client is Lambda School right now, but it will be interesting to see which other schools sign on with that seed round. Okay, so that was a nice wrap-up of acquisitions and fundraises. Lots going on there. But let's move on to some news about boot camps partnering directly with employers. We read about a few really neat partnerships that would be so valuable for students to know about as well. So Imogen, let's start with Pandora. What's going on there? Yeah, so the director of engineering at music streaming company Pandora, Dave Edwards, wrote a guest post for VentureBeat about Pandora's new apprenticeship program where they are hiring coding bootcamp grads and partnering with a new company called OnRamp. And OnRamp is actually run by some friends of ours who used to work at Dev Bootcamp. Shout out to Letitia and Marie. Well, congrats to Letitia and Marie. And I love that that Pandora article is written in first person by an actual director of engineering. Um, and plus, that honorary program just sounds like something that all bootcamp grads should look into. Yeah. And here's another opportunity like that. In the Utah Daily Herald, I read that Adobe is open sourcing the process behind their Adobe Digital Academy program. Uh, They work with General Assembly to basically sponsor scholarships for career switchers to attend the GA boot camps in web development, data science, or UX design. And then after completing the boot camp, qualified candidates have the opportunity to interview for an apprenticeship at Adobe and may go on to full-time entry-level positions. Very cool. And then this next one is slightly different. It's two companies partnering to form a boot camp. Consulting and technology company Capgemini is partnering with JP Morgan to launch a coding school for women in India. The two-year school will be aimed at women aged between 18 and 30 years old. Wait, Imogen, didn't you just interview someone from Capgemini? Yeah, that's right. I spoke to Capgemini corporate recruiter Lynn Hodak, who told me about hiring data science graduates from Metis Data Science Bootcamp. She's actually hired 10 grads from Metis Data Science Bootcamp to work in their data team. So Capgemini seems to be fully behind tech bootcamps. Definitely. I loved reading that piece, and it seems like Capgemini was in a lot of our news this month, so I think we talk about them again. 
And then Axios looked at the rise of quote unquote corporate colleges in the US. I had not heard this term before, but as we know, the US has more than 700,000 open technology jobs, uh, but universities are only producing about one tenth that number of computer science graduates. So companies are partnering with community colleges or universities to kind of produce that technical training. One example of this is IBM, who's partnered with 19 community colleges to review their curriculum, provide in-class expertise and apprenticeships, all in an effort to prepare students for these new collar jobs in cloud computing, cybersecurity, and other kind of new collar uh, industries. And the Axios article also highlights alternative programs like Lambda School, uh, which builds their curriculum around the skills that Google and Amazon and Microsoft all say that they are seeking in their employees. So I thought that was a really cool term, corporate colleges. And another example of this was in the St. Pete Catalyst, which highlighted a new initiative by Suncoast Developers Guild to work with companies to train new employees or to upskill their existing employees. Their core instructor, Mark Dewey, says, quote, we know that there are still more gaps in the workforce. There are still more people who need upskilling and who need training. Our next big push will be for workforce initiatives like full-time sponsorships, part-time training, and in-house training. And then in a similar way, CodeClan Coding Bootcamp in Scotland is partnering with local businesses in Inverness as it opens its new campus there. The Inverness Courier reports that CodeClan's new partners include Scottish National Heritage, the University of the Highlands, Two Minds, Yellow Cherry Digital, and surprise, surprise, bootcamp-loving Capgemini. (laughs) And finally, Airbnb is partnering with Tech Hire Oakland to launch a six-month software engineering apprenticeship aimed at people without CS degrees. Their job description specifically states that people should not have a four-year degree and instead should have training from a coding bootcamp or an online course. And so we will share that one on social in case any bootcamp grads are listening might want to apply for it. Hint, hint. Uh, But in general, it's so awesome to see that all of these companies are getting behind tech bootcamps and really like designing these partnerships from the ground up. Very neat. And I think the deadline's coming up to apply for that Airbnb apprenticeship. It's October 19th. Cool. All right. We'll get your applications in. And so one of the reasons these companies feel the need to partner with education providers is that new and different tech skills are becoming more in demand all the time. So Liz, can you tell us about the increasing need for cybersecurity skills? Of course. Okay, so I read a few articles about this this month. Technically, Philly looks at the need for cybersecurity skills in Pennsylvania. They mention a Burning Glass Technologies Labor Insight report, which revealed that in 2018, there were 10,000 local cybersecurity roles that needed filling, which was a 120% increase over the last five years. They also mention UPenn's new cybersecurity bootcamp as a way to fill those roles. And on top of that, the Foundation for Economic Education named cybersecurity as one of the top five fastest growing jobs in the U.S. and mentioned cybersecurity bootcamps as a way to break into the career. And finally, Florida Trend talked about one of those bootcamps, which was Miami-Dade College's uh, cybersecurity bootcamp in Florida. 
And then in the Press and Journal, a Scottish university professor looks at Scotland's digital skills dilemma and how even though there is a huge demand for people with tech skills, CS degree graduates are struggling to find jobs. She looks at the education to demand mismatch and how other ways of training could better meet those tech skills demands, such as coding boot camps and apprenticeships. Cool. Well, maybe something like Code Clan, like we were just talking about before. Totally. Okay, so we were just talking about cybersecurity becoming a more popular career. I feel like we're talking about some new language or career or framework every month. And that's kind of the beauty of this boot camp education path. You know, you're learning how to learn new skills. And that's kind of a lifetime skill that you'll be doing for the rest of your career. But that's also kind of a theory, right? We hear that from a lot of boot camps, a lot of boot camp grads, but there isn't like a ton of evidence about how workers actually adapt to new skill changes. But Quartz reports that a new working paper from economists uh, look into the skill resilience. They use Flash as their example, if we remember Flash. And their research shows that while demand for Flash skills declined after it was announced that Flash would be sunsetted, there was no evidence that employers were flooded with applications from out-of-work Flash programmers, and wages changed very little because workers adapted to the change and were quick to pursue other skills. And according to Quartz, the findings suggest that when their skills became obsolete, those IT workers were just adjusting and thinking about the long term and were capable of learning by doing which is a really interesting case study. Yeah, I think that need to be able to learn by doing is one of the reasons that coding boot camps focus so heavily on teaching students how to learn and teach themselves. So once they graduate, they can continue learning many more languages throughout their career. Yeah, Quartz actually interviewed Lambda School co-founder Austin Allred for this article, and he actually says that he envisions students coming back to Lambda School every eight years or so to learn new skills. And he says, quote, we're built to be a school for lifelong learning, not just a one-time school. Change is happening so quickly, you can't study one thing and be set forever. So sounds like boot camps are very much aligned with that skill resilience. Totally. And then while we're on this topic of skills, I just wanted to mention one more article. CNBC's Make It looks at how artificial intelligence is becoming an ever more essential skill for finance jobs. And she suggests ways to learn AI without getting a CS degree, including data science and coding boot camps. Very cool. Okay, so next up, paying for a boot camp. This is often a hurdle for people who want to get into tech, so we talk about it a lot on the Course Report podcast. You may have heard that income sharing agreements or ISAs are becoming particularly popular at coding boot camps, but there are also other ways that boot camps can be funded. Uh, We read about a lot of options this month, but Imogen, tell us about three boot camps that have just launched income share agreements. Sure. So Daily Hive looks at Canadian tech bootcamp BrainStation's new ISA payment option for students. Students who want to use the income share agreement pay a $500 deposit, then they don't pay anything else until they land a job earning $40,000 or more. And at that point, they start paying BrainStation 15% of their monthly income for eight years or until they reach the payment cap. And then income share agreements are also now available at Galvanized Data Science Bootcamp and Hack Reactor Coding Bootcamp. 
Galvanize owns Hack Reactor, so the terms are the same for both schools. Students pay a $2,000 deposit up front. Then once they graduate and find a job earning at least $50,000, they pay 10% of their income for up to four years. And if you want to know more about any school's income share agreements, we have a great article on our blog that compares all the different terms and payment options for various different schools. Definitely. And of course, on top of ISAs, there are other options. Uh, I read about a couple of interesting initiatives in September. First, the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle is launching the Urban Tech Jobs Program in partnership with the U.S. Department of Labor. And this is an accelerated six-week training program that teaches tech skills focusing on AWS, Amazon Web Services, for long-term unemployed adults. The program is free, and students actually receive a bi-weekly stipend of $75. And then the other one that I thought was interesting was St. Louis Coding Bootcamp Savvy Coders is partnering with the United Auto Workers to offer their three-month coding bootcamp for free to minority groups, unemployed folks, and veterans. That's so awesome. Those free programs are available for people. That's super cool. And so after people finish boot camp, what actually happens next? Next up, we're going to look at a couple of recent success stories. And first up is Emily Shea. Her alma mater, Cut Bank High School, wrote about her career path um, in their like alumni newsletter. So it came through our, our news alerts, and I thought her story was really interesting. She went to App Academy in 2014, and she now works for Fastly, which is a service that we actually use at Course Report. So fun to see that. In 2017, Emily started experiencing symptoms of repetitive strain injury, and she wasn't able to type for long periods, which obviously made it hard to be a coder. So she started using software to dictate code instead of writing it, which is called voice-operated coding. And now she's helping others with uh, her same condition, RSI. Oh, that's an awesome story. And then a Hack Reactor grad wrote a guest post for Information Age about his career change and how he landed a $226,000 job right out of boot camp. This guy's using a pen name for his article, but he goes by Jason Zeddy, and he writes that he was working on the HR side of tech in Silicon Valley when he discovered a passion for coding. He enrolled at Hack Reactor's online bootcamp and studied for 12 to 14 hours per day over three months, then applied for 44 jobs and received seven job offers from Google, Lyft, Yelp, IBM, Rubrik, and J.P. Morgan Chase. He then says that he negotiated with all of them and Lyft ended up offering him the best package, which was $226,000 in total compensation. Well, congrats to Jason. And speaking of success stories, we have a number of successful women in tech stories this month as well. We love celebrating women um, on the Core Support blog and in our podcast. So Imogen, tell us about the success of a Hackbright Academy grad. Yeah, sure. So South China Morning Post wrote an article highlighting a number of Asian women leaders in tech. And one of those was Michelle Sun, who is the founder of Kids Code School, First Code Academy. And Michelle is a graduate of all women's coding bootcamp, Hackbright Academy. Cool. 
Jack Center highlighted a Flatiron School graduate, Quinn Totuan, interviewing her about how she got into tech, what it's like being a woman in tech, and her job as a full-stack developer at Tillhub in Berlin. And her advice to other women who want to transition into tech is to go to a coding bootcamp because, quote, it not only gave me knowledge and skills, but also the necessary push and confidence to apply for a job afterwards. And then Silicon Republic reports that Talent Garden Data Science Bootcamp instructor Steph Locke won Microsoft's Most Valued Professional Award for Artificial Intelligence and Data Platforms. Steph talked to Silicon Republic about teaching at the Dublin-based tech bootcamp and how she runs her own businesses, which are focused on data science and artificial intelligence. And finally, Built in Austin looks at how local tech companies are embracing diversity initiatives, including Flatiron School. Uh, Fun fact about Flatiron School, in 2019, they've given over $2 million in scholarships between the Facebook and Flatiron School Breakthrough Scholarship and the Houston Community Boost Scholarship and the Women Take Tech Initiative and other community scholarships. So that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I love that coding boot camps are helping increase diversity in tech, but navigating the tech and coding world can be complicated if you're a newbie. There was a lot of advice this month about breaking into tech in publications such as the Globe and Mail, Computer Weekly, The Oklahoman, The Next Web, and TechWorm. Yes, and we will put links to all of those articles in the September News Roundup blog post on Course Report. But my favorite general advice piece this month was in The Muse, and it was about how to choose a coding boot camp that's most likely to get you a job. And luckily, we've got the author right here because Imogen, you wrote that piece for The Muse. So uh, will you give us a lowdown on what you wrote about? Sure. Yeah. So I I know that there are already plenty of articles around how to choose a bootcamp, but I wanted to focus specifically on how to find a bootcamp that will actually help you land a job. So in the article, I cover what to look for in the curriculum, how to make sure you choose a bootcamp that works with your schedule, how to find a learning environment that works for you. And then I go into detail about looking at job outcomes and how you should really talk to real alumni about their experiences before committing. I loved that. And you had a lot of great quotes and advice from real graduates and founders of boot camps and all these people who have been through it. So I thought that turned out beautifully. Yay. So yeah, you've got a lot of good advice about, uh, you know, why you should learn to code, how to learn to code. But of course, there is a debate between learning to code at college versus self-teaching versus investing in a coding boot camp. So Imogen, we read a couple of articles about that debate in September. What did you read? Yeah, so a woman who taught herself to code wrote a medium noteworthy post that looks at the differences between learning to code at college versus coding boot camp versus online self-study. Hannah Yang studied by herself for eight months online and then landed a front-end engineering job. So after that, she put together some great comparison tables comparing costs and benefits of each path of study. And she also put together a little quiz thing where you kind of answer a different question and it takes you to a different outcome to help you kind of choose between those three different options. It's, It's quite a cool article. 
And Utah Business looks at whether college is worth it. They look at average salaries by undergrad major and compare that option to alternatives like coding boot camps. They point out that the average starting salary of a coding bootcamp grad is over $64,000 a year, which is from our course report data. And that's still higher than the average earnings of most college graduates. And they interview Brandon Wolf, executive vice president of people operations at MX.com, who says, quote, at MX, we've found some great candidates coming out of dev boot camps as an alternative to four-year degrees. They are hungry and striving to learn all of the coding skills they can. So it's interesting to talk about colleges versus coding boot camps, but as we've talked about before, many colleges are launching their own coding boot camps. A bunch of colleges announced new boot camps or partnerships with boot camps in September. So Liz, tell us about the new UVA boot camp. Sure. Yeah. UVA, uh, University of Virginia, is partnering with General Assembly to offer boot camps through the School of Continuing and Professional Studies. This article says that this program is General Assembly's first university partnership. I don't know if that's quite true because I think they did a partnership with Lynn University a few years ago, but that was some time ago and they're not doing that one anymore. So that sounds like a cool one. And then Trilogy Education is a company which runs boot camps at various universities around the world. They already partner with around 40 university continuing education departments. And in September, Trilogy launched new financial technology boot camps at Rice University and at Columbia University. And similarly, Thinkful is partnering with the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Um, Of course, Thinkful is an online school, so you may be wondering how are they partnering with a university like University of Tennessee. But Daryl Silver says, quote, we are fully online as a school, but in some communities like Chattanooga, we like to partner with a school that is well known in the community and has a lot of connections to provide our programs in partnership with that institution. And then Full Stack Academy which is a New York-based boot camp, they announced their partnership with the University of North Florida earlier this year, but now they are also offering a $2,000 scholarship for the first class of students who enroll in the full coding boot camp. Full Stack is also offering an intro to coding course at UNF to help people ramp up for the full boot camp. All right, so a lot of new university boot camps. And moving on, let's run through a few new campuses and a few big updates at the boot camps that we've been reading about this September. First up, Imogen, you want to tell us about Zip Code? Sure. So Technically Delaware reports that Zip Code Wilmington's executive director, Melanie Augustin, is leaving and published a profile of Zip Code Wilmington's new executive director, Dessa Burton. She sounds pretty amazing. She's a veteran. She's been at Zip Code Wilmington for two years, and she spearheaded Zip Code's scholarship program for veterans. Well, welcome to Dessa. And Aaron Brooks, the founder of online tech bootcamp Mastermind Academy, and also he's the co-organizer of the Baltimore Black Techies Meetup Group, has been nominated for Impact Leader of the Year for the Technically Awards. So congrats to Aaron. And then six schools have announced new campuses in September. So I'm just going to go through these really fast. Um, If you want any more information about them, you can check out our blog. Tech Elevator Bootcamp is launching a new campus in Philadelphia. 1150 is opening more campuses across Indiana. Holburton School has announced they're opening a new campus in Tulsa, Oklahoma. New Camp is opening a new campus in Baltimore. 
General Assembly just opened a new campus in Orlando, Florida, and CodeUp is opening a new campus in Dallas, Texas in 2020. So much expansion. That is really cool to see. And a couple of updates about Lambda School, which is an online boot camp. Uh, first, according to Business Insider, Lambda School is paying a $75,000 fine for not registering properly in the state of California. And then secondly, according to Law.com, a former Amazon lawyer, Cecilia Zanidi, is now general counsel at Lambda School. So maybe she'll be able to help them avoid future fines. Absolutely. And then Telecom Paper reports that Free Coding School 42 School is launching new campuses in Spain, the first in Madrid, followed by campuses in Malaga, Barcelona, and Valencia. 42 School already has campuses in Paris and San Francisco. And then on a related note, Finland coding bootcamp Hive Helsinki, which is based on the educational model used by 42 School, has been approved to offer students student financial aid. Very interesting. Well, there were six new schools in September that we added to the course report directory. Imogen, do you want to run through those really quickly? Yeah, sure. So idevops.io is an online DevOps bootcamp. And then the University of Miami Cybersecurity Bootcamp. Then Codevity, a coding bootcamp in Kuwait City. Data Science Dream Job, an online data bootcamp. The Cognizant ASU Digital Business Analyst Bootcamp, which is at Arizona State University and online. And then the coding bootcamp at Harvard Extension School in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is another trilogy school. Well, welcome to those six schools and congrats to all of those schools that are expanding into new campuses. And let's wrap up today's podcast with our favorite pieces that we published on the Course Report blog. Imogen, do you want to start? What was your favorite piece to work on this month? Yeah, I was really impressed with a project built by a BrainStation UX design student in Vancouver. I talked to Zach Guineas, who shared his screen and demonstrated his final project, which was designed to help people find volunteer roles with nonprofits. It was really beautifully designed and just looked great throughout. And it particularly resonated with me because I like to volunteer with nonprofits. He talked me through his design process, explained what tools he used, and how he'll be using the project to demonstrate his skills to future employers. Zach was super impressive. I loved that video, too. Turned out really well. And it's always so cool to talk to um, people who have actually done final projects and can walk us through those. I got to talk to some cool alumni this this month as well. But if you've been following the Core Support blog over the years, you know that we write a lot about programming languages that you might learn at a boot camp. So we've got guides to JavaScript, Ruby on Rails, Python, etc. But I got to work on a piece in September that brought all of that together and answers a question that we hear all the time from future boot campers which is how to choose the best coding language at a coding bootcamp. I run through all the pros and cons of each language, the average salaries you can expect, and the job prospects for each language. So it's definitely worth a read and can help you in your research. Yes, I love that piece. I'd been wanting us to publish this piece for a long time, and it turned out really great. So yeah, great work, Liz. 
Thank you. And thank you for tuning in. We will see you next month on the October Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. And as always, we love feedback. So email us at hello at coursereport.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, help other future bootcampers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher, subscribing to the Course Report podcast, and leaving a review. We will see you in October. Bye. Bye.